0: You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com.
1: Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the OTI podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, as always, bringing you the show. Welcome back, welcome in, hopefully... You're looking forward to today's show. I am looking forward to it as I will be joined by a man that I've known for uh, quite some time. We chat regularly on Twitter, on social media, uh, talk fantasy football, talk dynasty football, so on and so forth. But I uh, haven't had him on the show yet and it's been far too long in coming. going to be joined by Neil Dutton, writer for Fantasy Pros, writer for Gridiron Experts, roto and the Fantasy Geek, among other things. Part of the team over at UK Zone and part of the Waxen Lyrical Podcast. Lots of stuff going on with him. going to be joined to talk... Fantasy football, regular football and much much more, whatever really comes up in the conversation in just a little moment. As always at the start of the show I like to give a quick plug to the iTunes, uh, to the Stitcher, all the ways that you can listen to the show, you know them all by now if you're a regular time listener over com as well, available to stream it there. But if you are subscribed to the iTunes Stitcher, make sure to leave us a comment and a rating on there, all are appreciated. If you're not subscribed yet, please do go over and hit that subscribe button free of charge each and every week and uh, a show will be there for you automatically downloaded. Also, uh, you'll have noticed the schedule now back to the one per week schedule, two per week during the regular season. We're down to one per week during the off season. It is nice to get a little bit of a break away from the two shows a week schedule. It can be difficult at times getting two guests a week to talk all about the games, recording those interviews, you know, editing the podcast, so on, getting it all posted online and do the promotion for it. So it can be a lot of work uh, each and every week. So a nice little break at the moment. We'll keep the one a week going for the rest of the off season. So as always, fun bringing you the show with myself not a lot happening over the last uh, week or so I've been pretty busy with work um, looking I was looking forward to Conor McGregor's fight in 2 weeks time the fight may still take place but it won't be against the scheduled opponent I was going to watch that down here in Melbourne speaking of Melbourne my time here coming to an end uh, in the next a month or two months down here and we're going to be doing a bit of traveling heading around Australia then to New Zealand and then eventually all the way back to Ireland we're we'll going back to uh, back to a little bit of colder weather it was 41 degrees here on Monday so it's a little bit uh, chillier I think it was at one degree at that point in Ireland so a 40 degrees difference but uh, it's just uh, an interesting way to experience the world but enough of my rambling on to start the show let's get Neil Dutton on the show Hi,
0: I'm Matt Williamson, and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast.
1: Joining on the podcast now, as I mentioned in the intro there, by a man who uh, I've interacted for for quite some time on social media and so on, and we've been talking about doing this for a long, long time, and we shouldn't have let it go this long, but uh, it's a pleasure now to have uh, Mr. Neil Dutton on the podcast. Thanks for jumping aboard.
0: That's okay. It's it's an honor to be on eventually.
1: Yeah, we've left it. We have left it probably, eh, this podcast going about two years, so about two years too late maybe, but it's going to be a fun show and uh, looking forward to it. Obviously lots going on uh, at the moment with the Combine and so on, uh, leading up towards the draft in the NFL. The, uh, the Combine, something that I tend to not jump too much into to, to after it. I find it just a little bit tedious, <laughs> to be honest, watching uh, all the 40-yard dashes and that. I usually save it till after, watch uh, the clips that I, I select to watch. But anything uh, in particular that you enjoy watching uh, the NFL Combine, Nate?
0: Well, the, the first thing is, I mean, it's this build-up period that we have that all the coaches and GMs and the real power players are all in yeah. one place and they're all desperate to throw as much smoke around as they possibly can. and. That's that's you know it's quite. I like seeing actors and I like seeing particularly bad ones, um, coming out like the, the likes of Ben McAdoo coming out and saying no no the door isn't closed on Andre Williams yeah yeah well, it, it it really should be man uh, <laughs> the, the 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 combine itself is well it's it, it's one of those if you know what you're watching for you know if you're a, a scout if you yeah. know what technique of these drills it, I'm sure it's fascinating viewing um. I'm clueless, so it's pretty much what it is. It's 20-something-year-old men running around in shorts and T-shirts, and Uh, it it looks great, but I don't sometimes see the real relevance to the actual game. So it's it's not my favourite viewing event of the NFL calendar.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. But there'll be certain parts of it, you know, that will be very very interesting but you mentioned there you know the behind the scenes plays uh, all the GMs there all the coaches there get to find out a lot more about the players the interviews behind the scene and You know, I think for the NFL teams, the interviews are a very, very key part, but also the part of uh, the medical side of it, getting to see these players who picked up injuries in their last year at college, maybe some underlying conditions. We've seen in the last maybe five, six years that some players, you know, unbeknownst to them, have found out conditions, heart conditions and so on, that they had that were underlying. So the medical condition part of it is uh, very, very interesting to me, but the rest of it just... Um, can be a little bit tedious, as I mentioned. Um, any other prospects coming up this season, uh, coming into this draft, that you find that you're really, really excited about?
0: Well, it's one of those. I'm I'm not a big watcher of college football. Yeah, same it's, as. Yeah. It's it's it, 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 it's you know it's a bit like pot noodle. You know, it looks like food, but it really isn't. <laughs> and that's what to me, college football is like with the with the NFL. It's it's similar to something that I know and enjoy, but I can't really get into it. Um, but you know, from a, from a fantasy angle, I'm especially with like the crop of wide receivers we've had the last couple of years. I'm quite excited to see the likes of you know, uh, Lacon Treadwell, people like him. Yep. See if they can you know make a jump that the likes of the the Odell Beckham's, the Kelvin Benjamins have made. Um from a from a defensive point of view, which you know it's not really my shtick, uh, but there's been so much buzz about the likes of Joey Bosa that you know people like him. I'm intrigued to see because. I mean I, I like watching defensive games. I, I loved watching the Super Bowl to see a team so well coached on defence and execute a game plan so well. I enjoyed yeah. watching that. So I like to see dominant defensive players but in terms of like, you know, big stars, I think any year where you combine the Titans with the number one pick and an offensive <laughs> tackle as the number one selection, that's not really a sexy selection.
1: Do the Titans not excite you?
0: Um, I'd 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 rather watch my daughters fall down the stairs into a vat of acid than, than watch the Titans sometimes.
1: That, that doesn't sound good, and uh, speaking of daughters falling, i seen you had up on your uh, Facebook page one of your daughters uh, had a little bit of a, a fall last week, so hopefully she's doing all well, and uh, I should say to the listeners, uh, any of the American listeners listening to this are going to have a lot of fun between my Irish accent and... Uh, <laughs> your Liverpool-Leon accent, but hopefully they're <laughs> following us along so far. Maybe we, should have, maybe we should have done a disclaimer at the start of this, but uh, the, um, yeah, we'll, the, we'll, the other... Yeah, we'll
0: email a transcript out for anyone who wants it.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll type that up <laughs> after the show. Um, a prospect, though, that's gathering a huge amount of buds, you'll see it with quarterbacks, you'll see it now in the next few days with whoever performs, you know, we'll hear the freaks of the combine who does amazing, you know, the bench press, 40-yard dash, whatever you have. But... um Carson Wentz, the quarterback, seems to be just skyrocketing up boards at the moment. And I've even seen people like Bucky Brooks compare him to Cam Newton. But the interesting thing is that his uh, cohort uh, on <laughs> on the podcast that they do, the uh, Move the Six podcast, and Daniel Jeremiah, he's actually compared him to Andrew Luck. So uh, are we at the overhyping stage uh, yet?
0: um there's there's nothing that does a young player better in as he starts his NFL career than a good healthy dose of hyperbole yeah
1: um
0: combining him to the reigning mvp and you know <laughs> if not him then the most pro-ready quarterback of the last 15
1: years. So, yeah. no pressure. None at all, yeah. So, we will we see that. Let's usually take these stories with a pinch of salt. Um, but, you know, obviously, definite talent there. We'll see how he goes. And um, it seems like the Titans, you know, they obviously have their quarterback for the next, we'll say, they're going to give him five years. Anyway, to see how he goes, Mariota, I was impressed by him last season. So, probably looking at Getting a tackle or that, uh, or you know, an offensive lineman to help protect him because he was pretty much beaten around the pitch last season. Uh, moving away from the combine because, uh, to be honest with you, that's enough combine talk for me. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, obviously a lot of free agents uh, coming up this off season, and we'll start off first with people who may not be free agents but may be retiring. Completely again at the combine. You mentioned the uh, GMs and coaches talking, and uh, we had word coming out of the Lions that there's no real uh, timeline on the decision for Calvin Johnson whether he will play this season or not. It came out first he was going to retire. Then there was some news that it hadn't been made official. Calvin uh, Johnson, I was surprised by the news uh, at the time. Do you think it's all a power play on the the part of Megatron, or how do you see this one finishing up? Well,
0: Calvin Johnson has been, you know. He's been that incredibly valiant warrior. I, he's been a star player on a team that, for the majority of his career, has stunk. Definitely. So you know, you always have to you always have to accept that you know he's he, he's he's uh, he's had to carry a bigger burden than other wide receivers. With you know, dare I say, good teams, in the sense that he knows he's going to get three men on him. He knows he's going to get the best corner beating the crap out of him every time he catches the ball. Yep. But he's still done it. The last couple of years, he's not been. He's still been a good wide receiver, but he's not been the Megatron we know. And by all accounts, I mean, football isn't the... It's it's something he's happy to have done. And to be honest, for the money he's made, I'm sure I'd have been happy to have <laughs> lived through it a little bit. Um, but I think it's he appreciates that his playing career was part of the journey. It wasn't the destination. And that maybe he's just decided at the age he is now that I've done this. You know, I'm not particularly. He's not going to break, you know, Jerry Rice's records. He's not going to get all these touchdown records. He's done it. He's had a great career and he wants to do something else. And you couldn't begrudge him it. And I said this to uh, Mainsy on our podcast on Wax and Lyrical a couple of weeks ago. Um, Detroit star players have got form for doing this because it's exactly what Barry Sanders did.
1: Yep. If you look at it. If you look through, you mentioned too, you know, the organisation, unfortunately for Lions fans out there, and I have absolutely no sympathy for them being a Packers fan, looking at, you know, the success that they haven't had has been very, very tough on them. They made the playoffs last, or uh, lost to the Cowboys last season, you know, heading towards the playoffs, but it's been a tough run for him and when you don't have that success when you keep playing every season and the thing that people don't realise is just how tough these NFL players are we've seen uh, Thomas Davis playing in the Super Bowl with that broken arm and seen the pictures after with the stitches up his arm and how tough these guys are how many injuries we hear about the injuries that they can't play with but the injuries they're actually playing with and how physical the game is people just do not realise I don't think how tough it is and Calvin's knee injuries over the last couple of years I don't know if you were at it but when the Lions played in London I was there and Calvin couldn't play in that game, and it's been kind of lingering on all the way since that. You know the knee injuries and just the injuries catching up with them. But you mentioned the double teams, triple teams. He's just uh, he's taking a real pound in and maybe as you mentioned, the money's made. It is a lot of teams. It's a business, and they have uh, no emotions and cutting players before they're uh, just ready to retire and I think sometimes maybe the players should uh, take advantage and step away when they still have some of their long-term health going, because we do not really know how bad uh, Calvin is beat up, to be honest and you mentioned, uh, the, I mentioned as well, the triple teams, double teams when you look at some of the plays he's made even at not at his best over the last two, three seasons, he's uh, an absolutely incredible player uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, just the way I remember, I think it was against the Cincinnati Bengals two or three seasons ago that uh, he, goes, he had a triple coverage catch for a touchdown, and you know Matthew Stafford. I'm not his biggest fan, but a lot of his uh, wayward plays have been made to look spectacular simply due to uh, how good Calvin has been.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing to have that. Literally, the you can be you, you might not be able to pick up every nuance of every playbook you've ever read, but if you know, well, if in doubt, I'll just launch it open. Yeah. He can catch it. And it's as you say. I mean, it's not a question of this guy's going up and just catching a ball. He's got one man around his head, one man grabbing his waist, two more pulling on his legs, and then he's got to land. You know, just little things like that. I mean, you get up, yeah, it's a touchdown, but you're probably thinking, bloody hell, that hurt. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and
0: then you've got to, you're expected to go and do it again. It's and it's as you said before, losing takes a toll, definitely, and especially if you do it week in, week out for as long as. The poor, you know, the good folks of Detroit have had to endure. Yep. Eventually, you must look at yourself and say, you know, I've had a few injuries. I've got a lot of money in the bank. I'm still relatively healthy. I've had enough, and so you can't really begrudge him it. And you know, it's we we've been privileged to to watch him play. He owes the public yep. of the NFL absolutely nothing.
1: No, certainly not. The next player up, and um, you know, he's after coming off a Super Bowl win. Definitely didn't have a great Super Bowl match, didn't have a great run to the Super Bowl, but it uh, doesn't matter, he got his second ring, it's Peyton Manning, um, obviously there's been the off the feed list he's gone on the last few weeks, not uh, going to talk too much about that I don't think, but... The, at the combine again no timeline and no rush seems to be on the decision with Pitt and Manning but coming up in early March which is uh, March starts in one week's time uh, we need to uh, they need to decide if they're going to pay him because his contract uh, is activated I think it's the 7th of March or the 8th of March and then at that point if it's activated you know he's going to be on the roster so they have to make a decision pretty quickly even though they said they're in no rush the other part of that is uh, they need to get a contract done with Brock Osweiler if they want to go uh, without Pitt and Manning and then, of course, I'm pretty sure they're going to lock up Vaughn Miller long-term. So, Peyton Manning, I can't see him coming back, and I think he'd be absolutely crazy to come back after winning the Super Bowl. I think he should walk away as is now. Um, how do you think that'll all turn out?
0: Well, I agree. I mean, The Broncos have come out and said, you know, and they're trying to be classy, saying, no, no, he, he can take as much time as he wants, where, of course, the subtext is, please don't make us cut you. We'll look, we'll just yeah, look yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, as you say, he's... He has not been the Peyton Manning that you know the long term fans have watched and loved, unless you're a Patriots fan. Um or, you know, the person you've loved for fifteen years. He's been a poor quarterback, you know, and I mean he didn't play, was it six weeks, and yep. he was still leading the NFL in interceptions. Yep. That's not Peyton Manning. I, I don't want to watch that guy play. And it's as you say, he's, he he has got a super another Super Bowl ring, and it wasn't down to him. Well, that's great. You know, you, you manage to put your, you know, the ego behind you, and you won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Ride right off into the sunset, and hopefully, if you do retire, this horrible anti-Peyton character assassination campaign yeah. will go away with you. Yeah. Because it's it's quite frankly it's odious.
1: Yeah, it and seems it's, to be. It's,
0: it's 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 of no interest to me, because anything of these that have happened, they will not detract from the Peyton Manning I know, and I know. People like like Peter King have been criticised for saying he'd consider Darren Sharper to be in the Hall of Fame, despite the fact that Darren Sharp was a reprehensible human being. And it's not always possible to separate the art from the artist. But I don't see what good this muckraking does for anyone.
1: No, I agree. And it's like, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, that Sharper is a, you know,. a, a terrible human being but if you look around the NFL and look at um, this off season yet we haven't had much issues but there's quite a few terrible human beings around the NFL and uh, you, you have to look no further than guys like Aaron Hernandez in the last couple of years uh, even though people aren't allowed apparently to mention his name anymore and uh, then there's so many guys right? there's a lot of guys if you take any, any role of business there's going to be a lot of guys that are uh, bad people and uh, in the NFL Hall of Fame there's a lot of guys who have done a lot of bad things and uh, I think that uh, you know, talking about legacy and so on and so forth with Peyton Manning because of this, I think, is uh, you know, you talk like Mike Tyson is still considered one of the greatest boxers of all time, and he's had certainly a lot of off or off out of the ring issues. So, I don't think that's part of it. Uh, Manning, you know, you mentioned the six weeks that he missed. He uh, Looking at that time, you know, at at that stage, if I'd have told you he was going to play in the Super Bowl and win another Super Bowl, even if it wasn't through his performance, I think most people would have said it was pretty crazy. Everyone thought he was done and dusted at that point. So I think, uh, as you mentioned, riding off into the sunset is the right decision. Speaking of riding off into the sunset, an interesting retirement the, this past week was uh, Jared Allen, played last season with the Panthers, played most of his career with the Vikings, also time with the Chiefs. He actually uh, literally rode off into the sunset, he posted a, a clip on, uh, I'm not sure if it was on Vine or just on Twitter, but posted a clip of him riding a horse and unfortunately for him the sun had gone started to go down, there wasn't much of a sunset, but one of the more interesting uh, retirement <laughs> announcements
0: if if you're going to retire that's how you to make it uh you know if it would have been nice if he could have gone out with a super bowl ring himself but yeah. other than that I think I'm not going to be remembered for that so I'm going to be remembered how I retire not the you know b- b- vaguely passive aggressive um, t- tweet with a picture of your cleats hanging up during <laughs> the super bowl no actually go your way to say look oh, this is how I'm going out this is how I want to be remembered going out i thought it was absolutely brilliant yeah. the only bad thing is that people are going to try and top it now and yeah. it'll get it'll get silly
1: yeah it'll become who can do the best thing and uh, I just thought it was kind of original I thought it was funny and uh, I've always thought even when he was with the Vikings I thought he was always a guy who played the game in the right spirit and uh, was a very very talented player up there with all the you know the leaders and uh, sacks over the last uh, 10 years and I th- I thought he just had a great career um, we'll go on now next free agent somebody who Probably, I don't know if you want to talk about him, I don't know if anyone wants to talk about him, but he's not playing uh, the last couple of seasons. Kurt Cousins overtook him in Washington, something that in that rookie season, nobody would have imagined it would all fall down this low. But RG3, looks like he's on the way out of uh, Washington, has looked that way for the past kind of eight or nine months, but... Um, re, re, do you think he can uh, have a, a career resurrection? He's somebody that I a lot of people don't like him, don't like his personality, but he's somebody that I always uh, rooted for. First of all, uh, do you like him as a person? And second of all, do you think that uh, somebody when they take a chance could uh, get a, a real talent on their hands? Well, it's difficult because
0: <clears throat> I mean, as to like as to what what my personal feelings are of him, it's it's one of those I. You know, we we just hear things or yeah. what people have said in the locker room, and what the filter of that is. Well, the person who's saying that might be a jerk themselves, <laughs> so we we don't know how, how reasonable that is. Yeah. As it comes to a player, it's a tantalizing talent for anyone to look and think this was a rookie of the year four yeah. years ago. He could fall in our lap. We could, we coaches at all sports
1: with think someone like this, them. you know,
0: yeah. uh, they're always going to think that because. I think it goes with the ego of being a coach. Yep. It's the idea that I can make anyone better, better. And it's not like it, it's as you say. It's he has shown the tools. He's got you know he had a go back to his rookie season. He had an absolute rifle of an arm yep. that he could just flick the ball and it'd go fifty yards. Yep. So the tools are there to be an effective quarterback in this league. It's a question that the RG three we saw last uh, the last time he played was just. Nervously hanging around in the pocket, like yeah, he's very you know, really like skittish. Someone... Yeah, he's skittish, he's got happy feet, and he's just happy to dump the ball off. And it's like, oh, he's completed 80% of his passes. Great for 60 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. So it's, I've no doubt, I mean, of the, the, the notable quarterbacks who will probably hit the market against their own will, I'd be more inclined to take a, a risk. It probably is a risk on Griffin than it would be on Johnny Manziel for example Definitely, because yeah. one of them one of them has shown he can play quarterback in the NFL where yep. the other one's just a douche <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, i was going to say as well that RG3 is obviously you know he, his sprint speed isn't probably what it was since the the knee injury. But again, he's an NFL quarterback. He doesn't need to be doing those sixty yard runs down the sideline. And as you said, he could pass in the pocket in that rookie season. I think it's just that he he got so beat up then when he came back. He was obviously I don't think he was a hundred percent healthy when they got him back for the start of the next season. I think he was just a little bit worried and the pressure, and he was afraid of hurting his knee and everything. I think it just all spiraled into you know one big snowball and it got worse and worse. So I think uh, somebody will give him a chance. And there's a lot worse backup quarterbacks in the NFL and uh, RG3 and I think somebody uh, will be glad to have him on the roster it'll be interesting to see what sort of contract he gets and uh, I'm interested to see where he lands there's talk at the moment of possibly uh, Philadelphia which uh, I'm not quite sure how that'll work but again um, you know we'll see what happens any other uh, of the free agents that you're particularly interested in that you think uh, might move away from the team obviously Matt Forte at the moment one of the bigger name running backs uh, looks like Doug Martin might stay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple other guys just around the league is there any in particular that uh, you're very interested to see where they fall
0: Well the tricky one for me is
1: actually Travis
0: Benjamin um, yep. at Cleveland I mean he showed last year that he can he could produce at a decent level for a team that when it comes to passing the ball It's not exactly the strong suit. Uh, I think the Browns have thrown the third fewest passing touchdowns in the whole league over the last two years. So they're never going to put up, you know, they're never going to have a fit, you know, with the current roster they had, they were never going to have an 1800 yard receiver. But I think Travis Benjamin put in a nice performance. And it's, it's one of those, if he stays at Cleveland and they can get Josh Gordon back and we see the 2013 Josh Gordon, then Benjamin can have a nice season. But alternatively, should he not re-sign with the Browns and, say, Atlanta decide to cut Roddy White loose, then Benjamin, you know, a speed guy, would be a wonderful compliment to someone like Julio Jones. Definitely. I mean, mean, traditionally, Kyle Shanahan's offence doesn't really feature two wide receivers particularly strongly. We saw this last year, but... Just having that guy, Julio Jones, could be the beast across the middle and do absolutely everything. And then you've got Benjamin, who can just race downfield and stretch the uh, stretch the defense. I think that could be a nice pickup. Um, and I think it's unlikely that he'd break the bank. He's not going to be I mean, he's not going to be after you know the mega bucks. Of, yeah. He's not going to be after the Des Bryant type money. So. He's one I'd, be, I'd certainly be keeping
1: my eye on. Yeah, that'd be an interesting fit, too, as you mentioned down there uh, in Atlanta. And you mentioned Roddy White. You had a good uh, response to Roddy White's tweet or his story about it would be a tragi- tragedy if he had to leave Atlanta. And you said that the uh, the Titanic was a tragedy. So, yeah. you know, NFL, you talked about hyperbole at the start of the show. Uh, they do love a little bit of over exaggeration. Uh, so, to follow comments like that and other comments on Twitter, Neil. Uh, do you want to give out your Twitter handle and give a little plug to anything else you have going on at the moment?
0: Yeah, my Twitter handle is uh, at endupin13. Um, I can be heard on the Waxing <laughs> Lyrical uh, podcast uh, with my good friend Maisie. That's available on iTunes. Um, I also... i be writing for fantasy stuff for RotoViz, uh the Fantasy Greek, uh, Gridiron Experts, and Fantasy Prose. So people if you know if you want to abuse me on twitter that's great you know i i I usually go for a five abuse tweet limit and then i'll block you but make them a
1: Five and well, what might stretch it to ten? Yeah, make it make it under at least, so we can retweet them and let the rest of us see them. Uh, so definitely give Neil a follow on Twitter. We didn't get too much into the fantasy stuff today. I'd plan to talk a little bit of fantasy, but as always, uh, I usually ramble on about something else and uh, get off topic. But we'll have to do that again before the season starts, uh, maybe after the the draft and uh, talk some fantasy. But it's been a lot of fun. We left it far too long uh, to get this done, so uh, it'll not be as long the next time. Hopefully, hopefully it's not another two years. Let's hope not.
0: What is up, everybody? This is Adam Rank, and you are listening to Overtime Ireland tell you to keep listening.
1: So that was Neil. Thanks again to him for jumping aboard the show. It's been a long time coming, far too long, in fact, and uh, it'll certainly not be as long until he's on again. You can follow him on Twitter at n.13 13 that is D-U-T-T-O-N, N-Dutton13, give him a follow on there. Good interaction for fantasy football and so on and so forth. It's really going to be a short and sweet podcast uh, today. Uh, really that is all that i have uh, to talk about we'll be getting more guests on one a week any guest suggestions do get in touch on twitter and i'll try my best to make it happen we'll be talking a lot of fantasy football over the coming weeks and uh, we'll be leading up to the draft we'll get some specialists in the draft neck community and the scouting community on to talk about some of the prospects and so on so looking forward to all that and uh, it'll be around this time next week stay tuned to that at overtime ireland twitter feed keep spreading the word as you have been doing and as always until i'm back with the next one have a good one